again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of To The Turnbuckle, the podcast by the fans for the fans. Um, you may notice that's a little, little, little more somber than, than I usually in, open a show, and that's because today's episode is titled simply In Memory of Jay Briscoe. Now, obviously, since we started coming up with show names the last several months, usually it's a fun title that plays off of something that that happened on wrestling television or behind the scenes, but I felt it was only, and I, I know that my, my cohorts agree, that it was only right to dedicate this episode of To The Turnbuckle to the memory of Jay Briscoe, who we unfortunately tragically lost, uh, I, was it last week, or has it already been more than last week? Uh, the week before. The week before, two weeks already. Uh, just to, you know, Time just gets away from you. We, we return from our high Thursday. So not like last Thursday, but like the Thursday before. So two weeks. So approximately two weeks ago, we lose Jay Briscoe in a horrible, um, horrible accident, um, traffic car accident. Um, his daughters get hurt. He passes away, and oh it, shit, is it was last week. It was last Tuesday. Yeah, last Tuesday. So pardon me. Um, not, it'll be it'll be seven days. It'll be eight or nine by the time this goes up. Uh, you know, we lose him tragically in a, in a car accident. Um, his daughter's uh, seriously hurt, doing okay, all things considered. But, um, you know, we, we lost Jay Briscoe, and that's definitely the biggest wrestling tragedy since the death of, of Brody Lee. Oh, for sure. Um, and we felt it was only right because, you know, uh, we are the people that, unfortunately, we picked the best and worst time to ever take a break from doing this podcast. Uh, but we thought it was only right, even though with everything that happened and, and, and Raw 30 was last night. Uh, but we have to kick it off talking about Jay Briscoe. Uh, Mr. McCarthy, uh, usually I give you a very you know lengthy intro and fired up. and But this isn't time for that at the moment. So I just want your thoughts on the tragedy that took place last Tuesday. I mean, the first thing that goes out is, like, thank God the kids are alive. I know there's a long road to recovery, but I mean, even losing Jay is going to be hard enough on that family. I couldn't imagine how hard it would be, especially being a father myself, if the worst would have happened and they would have perished too. It's, And it's crazy that, I mean, a car accident, you just take everything away no matter who you are. You just take everything away from you. And I don't know, I don't know who, like, if it was an at-fault accident or whatever happened. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't, I don't care. That's the family's business. Mm-hmm. They need to know what happened. I don't. I want to make sure, I want to be sure they're okay. I don't have a horse in this race. Completely agree. And Because we've seen in this business, regardless of what the tragedy is, Sometimes it causes great division between wrestlers, promoters, companies, and I don't want to see that happen with with Jay Briscoe. Yeah, I yeah I, I I feel the exact same way. I don't care what caused the accident, frankly. Like I, because all that matters at the end of the day is life. Yeah, at the end of the day, somebody died. So I don't care if somebody made a mistake or not because 
just because that person makes, and I'm not suggesting that's what happened. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know either. But and like I said, it's it's up. The family deserves to know, but we don't. But but we don't know. And so if somebody made a mistake, if some people compared, like that's not okay. I I want to make that 100 percent clear. But it but it also doesn't really matter in this situation because a person lost their life, mm-hmm. and you know it's kind of the the you know people are people are so hard on like Jeff Hardy right now, and this and rightfully so. But let's focus on the fact also that he's still here and has a path to redemption. Uh, and unfortunately, for whatever reason, whatever took place, hopefully it was a completely, you know, true accident and no one was, was impaired. We'll never know, and I don't care to know. Um, we lost a guy that was, uh, you know, I think it's fair to say a Ring of Honor legend, number one. Oh, yeah. Number two, a guy who, frankly... Might have been entering his wrestling prime because wrestling primes are later t- typically than than most athletic primes, and I and and I feel like the Briscoes were going to do things that you know now we'll never know. We know that Ring of Honor TV is coming back sometime very soon. We haven't heard the details of when exactly, but but very soon. In in terms of, I would bet some point in the next six to eight months, uh, just because how much longer can you wait? Especially as we get towards the next pay per view in March, um, and I think they were going to do things and be exposed to a a whole different audience with Tony Khan's yeah. reach. Yeah, they definitely would have. And well, on a totally different side note to this, it actually got me thinking: Is this why he had to restart Ring of Honor TV? Is this why Ring of Honor is on a streaming service? Because Warner Brothers Discovery doesn't believe in redemption, apparently. Because, hey, it's super cool that Mark's on TV tomorrow. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Awesome. Good stuff. Absolutely. But you couldn't have you couldn't let them put up, a, have a, the show dedicated yeah. to Jay last week. All you let them put up with was a, was a graphic. Like, this is a prime example of somebody who made a mistake, made it better, and it, for all intents and purposes, from what we saw so, through social media from damn near all the wrestlers in the business that know, that are anywhere you know near the top of the list, when you start hearing from them, and then you start hearing from the mid-card guys, like, of how good of a person he is, it's like, what, what why do you, re- it's not, I don't want to say, why do you redeem himself, because you should always strive to be a better person, but, like, he did the work, and yet we couldn't, in, in a tragic moment, Tony Khan couldn't honor that. And it makes me think, because Mark is on TV tomorrow, and it's always been the J problem, and you know Mark's not going to show up on TV without his brother. Sure. Is that why? Because they're the best, other than FTR... Yep. They're the best tag team in the world. Or, or I'm t- sorry, we're the best tag team in the world. They will go down in my book as one of the top five tag so teams you, of all time. I mean, you can't not put the tag team titles on them. Who are you going to put them on? Especially trying to restart it. I mean, he's done. Tony Khan's done it time and time again. He shows that he's putting it on the back of people that have a name. And then it moves to smaller guys that have, have now been noticed by the fans, and now they get their push. I mean, you can look at AEW as a prime example of that. And he did it with Ring of Honor to an extent, because it did, even though they didn't get a time slot on TV, it's a proof of concept because of the pay-per-view buys. So it's like, alright, 
we can do this, we can do this on a streaming service because if these this many people are buying our product when it's intermingling with dynamite because they want to see these matches. So okay, we can do it this way. But that that's what makes me think that Jay was standing in the way and Tony Khan wasn't going to screw Jay Briscoe over. And I think that's very possible. We obviously don't know that, but but fr- but frankly, that seems very much like the character that we've come to know from Tony Khan in terms of the content of his character. Because for all of our, for all of my criticisms of his booking decisions or anything of that nature, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But let's but the the kind of person Tony Khan is is a breath of fresh air in this wrestling business because so often. You know, uh, Vince McMahon is a is an amazing businessman. He was a creative genius for a long time, but objectively, he's not a very good human being. Like that's just objectively true. I mean, you know, that's his business between him and God and his wife and whatever. But objectively, he's not a very good person. Tony Khan seems to be, you know, and you know, for what we know, a pretty damn decent individual. You know, not to say that Vince and other people haven't had their decent moments. They certainly have. But more times than not, Tony Khan. You know, I've I've already read he's going to take care of the Briscoe family. We know that he's taking care of of of, of um, you know negative one Brody Lee's child, and we know uh, you know so many people because frankly Ring of Honor is a great example of that. Vince would absorb it, and and that be it. And I have yeah. the content, and, and and whatever that's his business, good for him. Um, you know, Tony Khan wants to revive Ring of Honor, give people places to work, people fans like us to watch and and that legacy of Ring of Honor which is such which is so underrated given who the stars are of today's product and world it it is so underrated and so amazing that Tony Khan is going to give it a platform to continue to grow and flourish and open up Ring of Honor to a new generation um no Tony Khan and uh, and my hats off to him for the uh the the, the Jay Memorial show they taped after mm-hmm. Dynamite and Rampage that will air free. free. Yeah, he made that very clear. Yeah, uh, and that's and and to Warner Media, glad you changed your mind. Took a week too late, unfortunately, but that's what Dynamite should have been last week, mm-hmm. and would have been probably if they would have allowed it. Like some because say what you want about like we, I talk all the time. We talk all the time about the path of forgiveness because I happen to like people. And support people that have have either put their foot in the mouth, been accused of doing horrible things, and you might want to question my character on that. That's a different discussion for another time. But I always believe if there is no path to redemption, then why are we doing the right thing? And people say, well, because you should get better as a person. Yes, you should. But if that doesn't provide you any different results, then what is the point? Um, you know, yes, you got to plug away and do your time for a while and you screw up. That's that's fair. But, I mean, it's been, you know, over a decade since the controversial tweets. Like, and and he's, re- he's redeemed himself and said he's sorry. And even if he hadn't, like, at some point, the guy is gone. Mm-hmm. Look, we, unfortunately, have lost a lot of people in the last couple of years. People like... New Jack got big tribute. And New Jack objectively was a terrible person. Up, but he deserved a tribute in terms of what, what he did and contributed. Like a horrible business. person. Yeah, like horrible. I don't understand why we as a society have a hard time separating. All right, objectively, they might not be a great person, but they were really good at this. 
and so that in thi- in this way they they should be we should commend that like objectively again Vincent man not a great individual that's that's fair to say that's very yeah. very fair it, but are we not going to honor the man when he passes away like that's I I understand that someone's living and it's controversial and whatever all that canceling stuff that I don't personally agree with as I've made very clear on this show needs to stop when the person has lost a life. You have quote-unquote won. What else do you need? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I just think, I mean, because there's nothing wrong, like you said, there's nothing wrong with sitting back, taking your lumps, and yeah. taking responsibility and living with the repercussions of the sing- things you say and the things you decide to do. But or what do I have to do? Because yeah, I mean, because I'm going to look at this in a totally different way. All right, okay, all right, all right. True crime is huge, right? Huge. Dahmer gets movies. Gacy gets movies. All of these things, all of these things, and I could go down the list if I remembered all the crazy, stupid white serial killers that have been around in this country. But I think I've made a valid point already. He said a thing. A thing. He said a thing. It was offensive. offensive. He said it. He owned up to it. He ate shit for a while. And like we said already, for all intents and purposes, as far as anyone knows, including the people that worked with him, he's a better person because of that mistake, and he was allowed to become a better person. And we can't do a tribute to this guy a show, a segment, something. You, you'll let us do a graphic. Cool, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you you got to take what you can get. So cool, thank you for at least allowing that. Because you're too far this way and too far this way, like our country is right now. There's nothing in the middle. It's either this side of the aisle or this side of the aisle, and we hate each other. But nobody wants to sit back and say nothing is simple in black and white. There's answers. There's reasons. There's things that go on. But to not allow even the Jay Briscoe Memorial Show is ass backwards if you're over here doing this. And, and here's another thing. High and mighty. High and mighty. Warner Brothers Discovery. Jay Briscoe said a thing. You own Game of Thrones. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I'll watch me some Game of Thrones. I like it. And the, the new one, the dragon one. Because yeah. I forget the name. But, oh well, it's fine. I still watched it. So I'm not complaining that they own it. But they own it. And I've talked about this with, with Peacock editing stuff out. And these streaming companies that own all this stuff. But you pick and choose? You're, you're so picky. But you, like, Game of Thrones is terrible. Like, it's a great show. It was awesome. But when you look down at what goes down in Game of Thrones, it's freaking awful. But because it's a TV show, it's okay. And I get that because it is a TV show. It is a story. It is based on a book. I get that. But if you're okay with all of that, because you should know the source material if you're spending billions of dollars, 
If you don't, well, you're a jackass. And that's why Disney owns everything. But then over here, a homophobic tweet that never should have been said or spoken of ever canceled him for life. It just, it just doesn't make sense. They, it's, and it's always like this. It's picking Jews. This makes me money. So it's okay. Who, who's, first of all, who's Jay Briscoe? Because he's never been in WWE. He's been indie his entire career. So first of all, the executives are, who the fuck is this guy? And they Google him, and that's probably the first thing that came up after the accident. And they used that little bit of information to tell Tony Khan no. Because let, let's because that's a that's a great point, and it's one thing I want to hammer home before we uh, take a breather and and, and 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 move on to a better topic. Let's be honest here: if Jay Briscoe was a better na- bigger name, they would not care. Because nope. you cannot tell me, you cannot tell me. Maybe I'm wrong. Perhaps this happened a couple of times. Uh, you know, I didn't I didn't invent piss and vinegar, but I did perfect it. Um, so you can't tell me that, that TNT, Warner Media, TBS, you can't tell me that Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan wouldn't be welcomed on their wrestling program because they're Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. You cannot convince <laughs> me that they wouldn't. It's Tony that doesn't yeah, want to yeah, It's yeah. Tony. Right, like, but they would totally, oh, people will, oh, oh yeah, yeah Hulk yeah, Hogan, sure. Open the door. That's oh, okay. Look at that. There's a red Do you want to send a limo? Yeah. Here, go pick them up. So, oh, we could have them here together. Have, no, I'm not yeah. going to do that, Time Warner. They have, ex- they have, ex- they'd have executives going to get Hulk's new feather belts. <laughs> I promise you. And again, that's fine by me. But let's look at what Hulk has said, and Randy's apologized. But the hypocrisy of, oh, you're not a big enough name to overlook said problem or said controversial statement or said hatred. Is just so ass backwards is how it works in society. It's, and I, it's America. Right. It's America. Happens all the time in every single industry. It's always justified if you have enough money. Because, it's always fine. Cause it, and if I can make a bunch of money off of your bunch of money, I really don't, don't care. care. Just like all kidding aside, we, we're, we're, we're in this world now where WWE seems like it's going to get sold for sure this year. Sure about it. Disney, Disney, Disney. There's uh, already because I'm like in their economy at this point. There's, there's been, I think it's going or or AEW or I, to, or the cons, Disney or the cons. I'll I, take it, man. I think it's going to the Saudis, but we'll talk about that later. Well, yeah, that I mean that's the most likely. Uh, this is just who yeah. I would choose. But but exactly, we're talk like Tony Khan has is open to a merger with Vince McMahon and giving him a role in the company reportedly. Like, That's what it takes. And guess what? They would, and Warner Media would welcome Vince to strut on down and do the power walk, and hell, we might even get the rights to no chance because from the WWE. It would never go away. Nothing yeah. would ever go away if they merged. And, so, and, and so, you don't have to do anything. And, and think about the things that Vince McMahon has certainly done, and then the things he's been accused of. It is peanuts. Like, what, what Briscoe did or said was pe- is peanuts. Compared to what Vince has certainly did, and then the th- things that Vince has been accused of doing, it's peanuts. I mean, Ric Flair—he was yeah. on TV last night, yeah. <laughs> right? Like I said, Hogan last night. Just frankly, most of those legends at some point in their life, because it was different times. Not um, condoning it because right. it would, but but that's. But, but, it is, but we, we have. To I think you have to do that too. You have to. There's things I've learned about people that happened way back when 
then at first you're like, oh, what the hell? But then it's like, oh, wait, that's kind of how it was. It doesn't make it right. I always am a believer. We need to stop putting our now 2023 brain onto something that happened a decade. We can't learn anything from it. Because what was what was okay in society three, four decades ago, or even a decade ago, is not what's okay now. And we have to it. We have to it. Like, unless it's a particularly heinous crime, to some extent, like can we grandfather in some people? But, and be but like, even hey. then, if it's a heinous crime, to enough time goes by, you get Netflix yeah, specials. Yeah, I mean. So, yeah, it's a weird cherry pick of, of society because offensive tweet canceled and I don't even care if he passed away. Jeffrey Dahmer is out there literally grooming grooming grown men and drugging them. And my goodness, let's have a series and, and hell. Wait, weren't there multiple at the same yeah, time on yeah. two different streaming services? Yeah. I'm looking at you, Peacock and Netflix. Yeah, like, it, it's, and, and I mean, people, even when, even when, <laughs> even when they were alive, we're writing them damn near fan letters. There is a continued fascination with Charles Manson and the Manson family. Then there's a continued fascination with John Wayne Gacy. There is a continued fascination with with Bundy, and we and that's all well and good. And I'm not cutting on any of that. I've watched a series on all of those oh, yeah. individuals. Yeah, I'm but, not knocking true crime. I mean, I but like it, it'll it'll mess me up in the head if I listen to it too much. I found that out. Yeah, it, it'll bring you down real quick. Yeah. At least for me, it does. And then you start looking outside at every corner, like, does he got a trash bag oh, late at night? Not even that, because then, I mean, you can dive into a rabbit hole. By the way, I dove. I looked in a rabbit hole the other day, dove right in. I was stuck. All I found were half-eaten carrots. Pussy-ass rabbits. <laughs> been there. I've been there. Uh, been there for sure. Uh, so, before we take a break, uh, what are some of your favorite memories of the Briscoes? Obviously, for me, what comes to mind because it's so fresh is the, the dog collar. The dog match. collar matches. It's, it's, it's weird that him and Brody both their last matches were dog collar matches. But I would have to the the trio with FTR as a whole, but the the dog collar because it is the most recent. And it's the one good thing about this reunion tour this era. Well, there's several good things, but one of the things that really comes to mind at this moment is thank God that. Wrestling lives forever now. It's true. The, you know, the Honor Club is back, and it's it's you know it's undergoing. Uh, you know, I'm going to subscribe as soon as they announce the weekly television series. But like, that footage is there forever. That you can you can go back and look at all the Briscoes' great moments. Uh, you know, because they did so much when when Ring of Honor was truly just an indie. You know, back in the HD net days, back when Jim Cornette was booking and 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 you know you know. There was remember there's like rumors that Mark Cuban was gonna fully buy it. Oh yeah, you know, I forgot like, about that. Like you're talking like I'm, you're talking about the days where like even Mick Foley and Ric Flair did random Ring of Honor appearances. It's, it's crazy. Uh, uh, like they did so much for what was a very fledgling company at that point because Sinclair uh, they, and they bought them and they didn't put a bunch of money in them and so so much of what what the Briscoes did and 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 were doing either aired on some very minute channel like HDNet or when Sinclair got them, they put it on, like, Fox and the CW at, like, midnight, 1 o'clock. On a Saturday. Yeah. And so, like, but the beautiful thing about this streaming service era, again, one of them, is that all of this, and it goes for all of wrestling, to be honest, but especially at a time like this, it lives forever. Just just like, you know, how many times does a show get popular? 
how many lives has The Office had because of its streaming service run? I mean, The Office has been on off TV for like over a de- or nearly a decade Made now. Friends too. Yeah, it, and because you're on a streaming service, you can get another run essentially, and and, and in some ways live forever. Like I know it's corny as hell, but they were talking about that when the WWE Network launched in the nine ninety nine days. Of like now it does it li- like Hogan said specifically and I think it's a great point is like yeah now it really does live forever because you can go find it at every single time and that's that's and the Briscoes deserve that so I challenge everybody including myself that when when you decide to purchase Honor Club if you haven't already let's be sure we we go back and give uh, the Briscoes their flowers and really look at the great body of work they've built and the reason that they have become such um, you know, cultural icons in that niche indie fan base. Um, and, I mean, good luck to Mark, man. Yeah, absolutely. Mean, it, it seems like he's probably going to get a push or be on live TV more, at least, out of this. I mean, you'd rather have your brother. Yeah. But if anything yeah. if anything good is going to come out of this, maybe maybe Mark's a world champion here soon. Maybe not soon, but in, the next, in wrestling terms, I mean a couple of years. Yeah. Because, I mean... Tony doesn't just throw it on anybody. I think as far as the world title goes, he's very gun shy. I think that's why the title reigns last so long. Well, my hope is, and you know, we'll see what happens. Obviously, it also depends on what Mark wants. Um, you know, maybe this leads to a Ring of Honor world title runs someday maybe. down the line in a year or so. I could see him and Claudio. You know, and so it's really exciting that that that. He's going to get this opportunity. It's a shame out of the circumstances, obviously. But tomorrow, he, uh, Mark will face Jay Lethal on Dynamite, and that's going to be such a special moment, such an emotional moment. Um, so with that, we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, we will talk. What do you want to talk about? I know I know. Travis just said he's on his way home. I'm good. Uh, so do you want to wait on Raw 30? Do you want to talk Vince? Do you want to do you want to talk AEW? You know, what do you want to talk about here? We're going to come back and, and... I say we just go how we have it, and then we can circle back when Travis yeah, is ready yeah. if there's anything specific he wants to talk about. I'm, I'm not sure I want to hear what he's got to say about Hulk Hogan anyway. So, I mean, that's fair. So, uh, because he said so. Um, so with that, we're going to take a quick breather, and then we're going to up the pulse here a little bit. Uh, again, this episode of To the Turnbuckle was dedicated to the memory of Jay Briscoe and really his entire family, to be honest with you. And we hope that uh, they may never hear, but we hope that those that do uh, feel that this episode lived up.
Do you have kids? Looking for a fun, inviting way to wear them out and help them stay healthy and fit? Then look no further, my friends. WrestleFit Junior is exactly what you're looking for. Certified personal trainer and pro wrestler Superman Onyx will treat your mini-you to a fitness program like no other. With exercises like running the ropes to tire flips and combining healthy eating habits and personal accountability, your child will earn the conditioning of a pro wrestler without the bumps. Stop by the NOW Training Center at 625 Eastgate Parkway, Blacklick, Ohio, 43004, or visit WrestleFitJr.com on Facebook for class schedules and book an appointment today. Hey, what's up, guys? Superman Onyx here. Hey, WrestleFit, one of the newest baddest workouts out there right now. Now, yes, the word wrestling is in it, and I'm buying a wrestling ring, but you won't be wrestling. You won't be doing the headlocks or the slams or the spine busts that I do. Yeah, but what you will be doing is everything that we do to get ready to get in the ring, from kettlebell swings to slam balls to flipping tires to hitting tires to doing Olympic weightlifting movements. Guys, you don't want to miss out on this. Russell Fitt is the way to go. Get you a little bit of everything. Hope to see you soon. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. everybody to another edition of Choose the Turnbuckle again. We are the podcast by the fans for the fans. And uh, you may hear those sirens. No, that's that's not Big Papa Pump. That's somebody in the neighborhood. Sounds like an ambulance. An ambulance. Um, all right. So, we, if you, uh, if for some reason you did not hear the first half hour, we, we discussed uh, the loss of Jay Briscoe. Um, we are going to move on from that very difficult topic. And now we're going to talk uh, Raw 30. Raw X, 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 <laughs> damn it. Damn it. And they did it. Not, there's a whole new definition of Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw, dead. Brings back the, the old days. Um, the, You know, 
some overarching thoughts. Thought it was a thought it was a good show overall. Um, definitely better than recent weeks. Maybe that's just my nostalgic covered goggles. But we'll give some more overall I thoughts. I think it was done very well. I think everything was like thought out, and we're gonna put this here. We're gonna put this there. We're not gonna. Do you want my like one major complaint now or later? I don't care. My one major complaint is we've got to stop. Like we got to find a way to stop booking these legends in just one big ass poker game. Like we've done that shtick a little bit. I mean, though, but it's fine. They get a check. Let's come in and play poker. Well, sure, but like. Frankly, some of those legends deserve a little bit more exposure than that. Well, that's fair, but... I just think it's a... I, especially, have we not seen that done a few times now on these legend shows? Fair? That's that's my... If, if that was the first time, even maybe the second time, I'm not quite as peed. But, but that was really funny, though. But it's but it's late. The end. But the okay. end was hilarious. That hit me right in the nostalgias. All right. It was great. It was great. But you get my point. I get your point. I do. They do deserve more of a shine, if you will. Especially How, when we've done it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, however, that the, the end of all that nonsense was great. Look, pay your taxes. That's all. That's all we can. Even though at some point we got to get and but, and and hats off to the background people for the reaction to the dam. <laughs> they was so it seemed so natural. Yeah. Like they didn't even know it was coming. It was it was very well done because you know it's coming. Yeah. We know it's coming. It's Farouk, and yeah. something bad happened. So you're gonna get a damn. Yeah. But the way the background players sold it was great. I it's, mean, it was spot on. It's a it's an odd conundrum with 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 Farouk Ron Simmons. Like Ron Simmons has had a dedicated career, and he ends up kind of being known for one phrase. Like Oka yeah. Nasadi, he's like he's like I believe he was the first African American World Champion he of was. a major promotion in WCW. Obviously, the nation of domination, different time at the point. But think about about what a catalyst that was for so many great careers, and and the APA in its own right, which we saw that moment from June. Uh, fine, another nitpick moment. I didn't like that the legends were like, "Who's this dude with Baron Corbin?" I, I don't know. I just think yeah, it, that was I, th- kinda I think it buries the the main roster, the the weekly product. Um, but again, that's nitpicking. I, I, I want to be I, clear on that. I like that they didn't forget people. Like I know I saw a graphic of Chris. Like yeah. there's quite a few people that are not with the company and quite a few of them that are wrestling for someone else, be it TNA or AEW, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, New yeah. Japan. They were part of the history, so they got a graphic. I thought that was really well done. And and it's it's smartly done. You're not trying to send eyes to the other product. So you're not like sitting on it. It's a real quick Jericho was here. And one of his most memorable segments, and for what he said, one of his most fun, was the Price is Right segment. So why the hell not? Yeah, it, I thought they paid good tribute to to just about everyone that deserved it. I thought the only person, the only section that got kind of respectfully a little on the on the uh, the short end of the stick is I thought I thought the Bellas made some good points about the women were a little a little. Like I said, short end of the stick, because there wasn't a lot of representation of, of that of of all the women. I mean, which was odd to me. I mean, because there's a couple of names that just jump out at you that, that like, why aren't they there? Forget about gender. Like Lita Tristratus comes to mind. 
Uh, even Jacqueline, to some point, comes yep. to mind. Ivory comes to mind. If you want to get a little they're, bit more they're modern, they're truly the the women's revolution. Yeah, like right. they 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 made the for I guess for a Sasha Bank reference the blueprint to yeah. what women had to do to be on that upper echelon level in this company, and more importantly because of where they came from. Because mm-hmm. I know Trish was a model. Sure. I'm sure Ivory was. Like all of most of these women that we're talking about, the lead is the lead is the only one. If I'm mistaken, sorry, but I'm pretty sure she's the only one that had wrestling background coming in. Everybody else put in the work to get better. Yeah, if I'm and not say what you will about the Bellas, they did too. Yeah. Now, did it happen when they got in relationships with wrestlers? Well, sure it did. You're spending a lot of time together. You're dumb not to get better in that situation. It's it's like if you get put in a tag team with a veteran that's been around for 10 years. If you don't learn anything, whose fault is that? Well, I think, and I'm not a big Bellas guy. Like, I'm not. But I think Nikki especially gets a lot of heat when you had to consider what a bridge she was between the Divas era and what we know now. She was literally the bridge. She was. She put, she put in the effort. Because she, she is the longest reigning Divas champion of all time. And she was literally the bridge. to. She literally passed the baton to Charlotte Flair and others. Mm-hmm. Like, she had some of Charlotte's first best matches. Like, Nikki Bella went out there and, 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 and busted her ass and, and put in pretty damn good performances from someone that we've criticized that can't wrestle. And, again, I'm not saying that, like, you know, don't put me on the Bella fan club, you know, email yeah, this. No, but I'm the same way. They, there were things that they weren't good at. But with talent like Charlotte, even back then, the talent like Charlotte, it was able to hide those negatives, which is the job of both people. You're, I mean, it's, it's a dance. Yeah, yeah, You're supposed to make each other look good. It's not the other way around. I think people forget that. Like, what did I see? Since we're talking about women's wrestling, I saw this comment from this douchebag. He was talking about the Women's Royal Rumble and how Ronda wasn't going to be in it, right? Yep. I mean... We all know my love-hate relationship with Ronda Rousey. I feel like her first run, she tried. I, I don't see the same effort now. Samesies. But let me see. Here it is. Okay. <clears throat> it's a great thing Ronda isn't part of it. Speaking of the Women's Rumble. I won't get hammered from my drinking game immediately when she botches every other move. He describes his rink- drinking game Take a shot or swig of beer when there's a botch in the woman's rumble. Pumpkin Escobar, you're a piece of shit, dude. Do you have that game for the men? Men make men have botches too. Historically, they've had more because they've been more prominent. Huh? Yeah. It's it, it's shit like that. That shit pisses me off. They already have to work so much harder. And I've been on this bandwagon for a long time because I used to get yelled at for the women that were paraded on TV. Like it was my fault. Blame the old guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I think that's just absolutely, um, at the very least, <coughs> like I'm trying to be as fair as possible to a, a horrible comment like that. At the very least, it's extremely misogynistic. Yeah. At the very least. Now, would I be angry if he said, take a shot every time there's a botch and didn't make it 
between yeah. genders? No, I wouldn't care. Fine. I've played, though. That that sounds like a fun drinking game. Whenever there's a botch in the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, sure, that sounds fun. But when you make it gender-specific, it stops being fun. Yeah, it's, it, it, again, at, at the very least, you know, I don't know this man from Adam, or I assume it's a man without comment. Um, very uh, close-minded comment. At the very least, it's very misogynistic and, and extremely close-minded, and just um, that's the best I can put that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, because yeah, like I I thought they weren't showcased as, as and I and I got to tell you, I did not think about that during the show. I didn't think about it until I saw the Bella's comments online after the show, because the one again, it's so easy to Monday morning quarterback these legend shows. We Monday morning quarterback every single wrestling show. It's what we do. But especially these legend shows, it's so easy to again armchair kind of quarterback and go, why why did they do this 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 and this? Because let's be honest, most weeks, yeah, it's there's a lot of things they could do better, and it's like why'd you use your three hours for that? On these type of shows, three hours is barely enough. Like there's just so much history in the thirty years of Monday Night Raw. Hey, look at the cage uh, match. Um, and then. Because not only people have to remember, you're not only combining the history of 30 years of Monday Night Raw, you still have a full-time main roster to kind of promote. And so when you combine... I mean, there's no kind of Royal Rumble Saturday. Yeah. Like, you can't yeah. put that on the back yeah. burner. Like, so when you combine literally every era that has come to the door of that company with the current era that is in that company, like, three hours, like, yes, anything more would be far too tedious to walk. But as far as booking the show and writing it, I don't know how you do it because there's so much because you can't please everybody. And so, yes, unfortunately, they did get the short end of the stick last night. But what are you going to cut? What are you, who are you going to take from? Because if people say, well, we don't need to see Hulk Hogan out there, and we'll talk about him in just a moment, but there's people like me that do desperately want to see Hulk. And I'm not alone in that. I might be a minority. That's fine. But to act like he's got I no mean, fans left is just wrong. He's He's so, got more business there than Flair. Uh, uh, to be if if you look at the history of Raw Monday, Monday Night Raw, Hulk Hogan was more impactful to that brand. Now was Ric Flair impactful more recently? Sure, he started Evolution with Triple H. That was in the early two thousands. So sure, you have that. But the body of work on Raw for WWE, Hulk deserves to be there more than Rick. So, but again. Not that Rick doesn't deserve to be there, but if you had to choose, it would make more sense to be Hogan, and I've made it very clear on this podcast many times, and probably 10 minutes ago, that I was never a fan of Hulk Hogan. So it's not like, oh boy, I got to see Hogan. It's, eh. because, because again, it's one of those, where, where do you pick and choose? It's so hard to be like, what era do we kind of skirt? Because there, there were guys that, that I was surprised weren't on that show. Uh, you know, we can we can talk more in depthly about it uh, as we go on, but let's let's talk a little bit about let's go segment by segment. Here. Yeah, let's do it. And, all right, and so yes, the first two minutes of the show was the Hulkster, the immortal one, and Jimmy Hart, who really might be immortal because he looks fantastic for seventy nine. Um, he looks better than me. He looks better than just about all of us. That's fair. Um, and so Hogan comes out, you know, real Americans blaring, and, and he, he does the kind of the classic Hogan kickoff. Brand ambassador promo he's done for like the better part of the last decade now, which is which is the perfect role for him. Yeah, it's fine. Hogan's personality is too big to put people over. It's yeah. He, he overshadows, just like Flair. Flair only works putting over his daughter because that's what he believes. 
and they are they're they are now a victim by two things: their old age and their charisma, because they're too old to go work, but they're too charismatic to help put people to work. That's fair. Um, and so this is, in my view, the perfect. I know some people liked when he kind of did the rub a little bit for Drew McIntyre at the the last Legend show a few years ago. You know, but uh, to me, the most noteworthy thing Hogan did that show was the uh, the H phone thing because it was just so flipping random. I forgot but, about that. But like, this is the way you use Hogan. He is like at this point, he should be a brand ambassador for the company, brought in here and there. This was his first appearance in like two years, by the way. Oh, since he hosted WrestleMania. Uh, so I, I, remember, you and I we. And Napper too, we discussed. We didn't know what his status was because it'd been That's so right, long. It had been so long that that he'd been on TV. Where so you know, until Flair decided to leave, he was getting trotted out about every other week there for for a minute. Uh, Hogan had promo issues, and I know people on online were all you know. And his issue was the microphone kept cutting out. His promo seemed fine. It seemed like yeah. the classic Hulk Hogan brother. <laughs> Why? Why uh, yeah. diverge from yeah. the formula yeah, at this yeah. point? Yeah. Why? Why? Why we like, did the wheel? Like Jericho might say, he's never going back to the Y two J shit. But if you don't think that when he gets in that yeah. Hall yeah. of Fame, yeah. he doesn't bust out some Y two J shtick. When he's at, <laughs> when he's at Raw forty, I'm like, yes, yeah. yes, what year it is? <laughs> uh, we'll get the countdown clock. And so people were, were like. Oh, even the microphone can't stand Hulk Hogan. And, and look, I get it. It's cool and in vogue to hate on Flair and Hogan right now. And it's going to be forever probably to the to the very smart M&O fans. But I would just respectfully remind people that, yes, as much as you might not like either one of those two because of their very public personal demons and issues and, and, and things they've done wrong, Let's not forget the vast amount of legends we have lost in recent years, and they are the two absolute pillars of their era. And so personal opinions aside, and that's both good and bad towards them, yes, Hogan should be out there here and there, and Flair should be out there here and there, because if they didn't earn that, what the hell did they earn? Like, if they didn't earn some some flowers to the extent of, like, without those two, it is impossible to tell the story of this business. Now, somebody would have done it eventually, and that's a fair point, but but if we applied that to everything else in life, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, because if we wanted to, we could apply that everywhere else with every historical achievement, but we don't do that usually because we don't have such a personal stake in the game of I like Hulk Hogan or I don't like Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair or whomever. Like, let's not forget well, the vast amount of people we've lost and so my point is not that, hey, you should be the biggest Hulk Hogan fan ever. It's like, let's not pretend he doesn't have a place, especially in the WWE, a company he literally broke his back for. Yeah. Well, my, 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 my dislike for Hulk yeah. Hogan is, is, is very similar to my dislike for Tom, Th- Tom Brady. I know how good he is. I don't like him. That that's strictly because you know he yeah. destroyed the Dolphins for twenty fucking years. Hulk Hogan, I just never. I started wrestling too late to really care about the brother, brother. real American stuff. Like it, it's because I didn't start until later on. Really, like I knew of Hulk Hogan when I was growing up in the eighties. I knew of him, but as far as when I got into wrestling, I was done tired with that stick. War, an ultimate warrior, as terrible as he was, 
he popped out more to me because, you know, middle school-ish era. It's like, oh, hey, all right, that guy's crazy. I know that guy. All right. I don't like that guy. I've seen him in movies. He's terrible. I mean, I was t- like 12. So, of course, that's where my thought process goes. That, that Those movies suck. Those were supposed to be good. But, yeah, that's my only point to people that, like, one, like, there were so many good, that's, like, Travis was like, you know, karma's a, a bitch, and, like, you don't have to like. I'm not here. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm personally not gonna redeem Hulk Hogan's image at this point. Hulk Hogan isn't going to. No. Uh, but he's the only one that even possibly could attempt it. Is my point. Like, but also remember that he and Ric Flair are the two remaining pillars of what is the foundation of modern wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, again, wrestling's been around long before Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. But in modern in times, the of what we know, acceptance of wrestling uh, started with both uh, of them. Uh, and so we have to. And so my my only request. To people, and I know it's probably very much in vain because people are going to do what they want to do, and that's great because God knows I will. I hate you, Roman Reigns. Um, and, and so, but my only request is like we should remember the fact that we've lost so many of these icons in recent years because think about the people that weren't there last night, not because of an obligation or anything like that, or they just didn't get the invite. People, think about the people that weren't there last night because they're not here to be invited. Um, and that's a that's a somber somber feeling. So I'm going to appreciate every time I see Hulk Hogan now, or every time I see Ric Flair now, and and Undertaker Goldberg, same thing. Because the life expectancy and the ability for wrestling health to just go sideways because of the years of abuse, both from a physical standpoint and the things, the bad habits they put themselves through, it can literally be any day. And and that's that's the saddest thing. So that's where it's like, yes, I totally respect if you disagree with their personal behavior or in Goldberg's case the way he's booked. But like also remember that once they're gone, they're gone. That's a, and as we unfortunately were reminded of last week, that's a very different stark reality than I disagree with this person or why is this person booked this way. Um, but yeah, good promo to kick off the show because that's the role for Hogan to play at this point. He should be a WWE brand ambassador they bring in for those special episodes or um, or those charitable causes like Susan Coleman and all that, that he should come out and do that. And because at the end of the day, he is too, number one, he's too 80s. Like, the, the, his style is too 80s to help people get over nowadays. Number two, he's he would overpower, even if he did, he's, damnedest to get people he like flair would overpower mm-hmm. so his their best work now is flair's going to if he's going to work with the WWE going forward and i don't i don't know because he's in such an odd place right now but triple h kind of in charge of talent i think it's a probably a bigger chance that he does work there i would have expected it to happen by now like well, I, maybe I would've, he was waiting yeah. for last night uh, maybe um, the like, st- I, like I'm not gonna bring you in for nothing. Here, here's the here's the here's the here's the surprising part of it, and I know this is off the beaten path, but I would have never guessed that the Steiners reportedly get signed to a Legends deal under Triple H. I know that's Scott crazy. Steiner and Triple H couldn't agree on it. This guy with blue usually, but I mean, time heals all wounds. There was a time that Chris Jericho and Triple H could not agree if the sky was blue, but the difference between those two is they did good work in the. Some people have speculated. But to be fair to Scott Steiner, he never should have been asked to work the 20, 25 minute matches that Triple H liked to have then. And that's just an all fairness to Scott. He was incredibly exposed 
when he was put in that position. Uh, and that's that's just like some people have speculated on Twitter, I hope as a joke, that the microphone issues that Hogan had might have been a rip from Flair. I don't think so, not at this show. Look, we talked about this before the show. If it's a rib, it was by Sean. Yeah. Like, because Triple H, no matter his opinions on Hogan, has such a respect for that era on both the NWA and WWE side that I don't think he would go out and, and, and put Hogan in a bad mm-hmm. position. I think he wants Hogan to succeed because no matter what, if Hogan was to go out there and embarrass himself and he didn't do that, all he had was microphone issues and he got a surprisingly positive reaction gets to the point where that's not a man in his prime anymore. Like, it's not fun. It's, at a certain point, it's not fun to kick them anymore, no matter your feelings of them. Like, look at, I, I assume he didn't go down to the ring, probably because it's a long way for him probably. to go now. Now, let me be fair. I don't think it was a rip. No, I, 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 think, I, it I a, think it was just a technical issue. I think it was a true technical that issue. That stuff happens. That they probably, you know, didn't get, you know, everything's going on, you know, and they probably didn't do the basic, let's just check this. You know, that's, because there's there's so much glad hand and you know, on those reunions mm-hmm. there really is a reunion backstage and so they probably didn't go through the let's you know the very and I mean things can work just fine and then all of a sudden oh damn it how many times have we uh, how many times have we done a show and it happened on Friday and at the hockey game I did so you know, stuff happens sometimes stuff stops working and you gotta restart it yeah I don't think it was a rib anywho let's let's move it along hey uh, Sammy Zane. Uh, Stood trial in a tribal court. Stood like trial in a tribal, tribal like that. Yeah, tribal All court. tribal-ish. Uh, I was hoping they played the Little People's Court theme song. I thought it was Little People's Court. You know, which is the old People's Court theme song. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 well. Of course. So, I thought this was a really good segment overall. But I thought it went way too long. Oh, yeah. Like, that moment when... When Jay Uso presented more evidence for Sami Zayn than Paul Heyman, the son of a lawyer presented, like because that's why Heyman's such a good speaker. If you, I know you know this, but if if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, what man? What's Heyman's background besides ECW? He was the son of a, of a very prominent local lawyer, and obviously that has played a hand in why he is such a what such a force behind on the stick. And so I thought, I thought they could have did a little bit more with that. Um, again, great segment. Um, so I, but then I found out, like, I thought we might take some weird ass poll with the audience because they kept saying, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, which implied the audience, but then Roman makes the judgment. Then why are we even referring to, to the jury? Because if Roman makes the judgment, he's really the jury. Roman, the, the tribal chief wanted to be referred to as the jury because as the tribal chief, and the undisputed champion, he counts as more than one vote. So he had to be considered a jury. I'm grasping at straws, but that's what I'm going for. At least you acknowledge that there was an inconsistency. <laughs> uh, so, no, I didn't. I don't have any complaints about the segment. Uh, I I don't think it was like earth-shattering stuff the way that much of wrestling Twitter reacted to it. I thought uh, it was funny. Yeah, I thought it was great. It was, yeah, great it was, TV. But, I mean, people, people were like, oh, my God, this is the best thing they've done in a decade. Like, So we bit of a stretch. It's like the best thing Sami Zayn's done in a week. Yeah, like, right. come on. That so, man's always a part of fantastic segments, no matter who's involved. If well, Sami Zayn's there, you're going to have a good time. Well, I think it's a matter of, of, and I'm as bad as anybody about this. It just depends on who it is. 
I think it's because Roman is so over right now and Sammy's so over right now that everything they do is like they could take a poo in the ring and right now and it would be considered. And and, and again, I want to stress that that I do the same thing with my guys. Like it, even if it's a crap sandwich, I'll be like, yeah, but at least it was them with the crap sandwich. Like so, I'm not. I'm not. For once, I'm not knocking like Roman fans on this thing. It just. I thought it was great, but. When you look at it, especially for how the show turned out, it ended up kind of being a waste of time. Oh yeah, like entertaining as hell. Don't yeah, it was great, but it could have like, used some trimming. But 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 it but it ended up especially because we found out there was there were segments that reportedly ran long. That was one of them, and so things got cut. And I know they're kind of calling on the fly because the bloodline thing fell apart because of you know Rikishi got sick. I read and mm. and, and the, the Wild Samoas were were iffy on being able to get there. And obviously, there's the report that Rock, you know, officially said, mm, "Sorry, I don't think I can get in the shape." Uh, but can I just? The man on? spends like 16 yeah. hours a day in the. Gym. I know I'm I'm I I jest because wrestling shape is totally yeah. different than than looking that way. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about it in the final hour, but I just want to quickly like say because it's just so like Klein, I respect you for for. Like you have known this is the story they've been going for for at least a year. You didn't grab your calendar and be like, "Hey, I got." Sometimes like, productions go long. There's reshoots. I don't know, man. You know, look, I I just personally think that you you know this is coming. You know that this is the story they're obviously building towards because you've been. You've been asked about it in media interviews for his movies. That's fair. Like, so he hasn't been able to get entirely away from it. Like, people have, have pointed out the fact that, like, it feels like you are the, the payoff to this for the last year. Because remember, that was originally supposed to be the 38 main event reportedly. Vince wanted Roman and Rock. He's always wanted Roman and Rock. Triple H thinks it's a great idea. And when Vince finishes off his diabolical plan, he'll think it's a great idea again. Oh, there'll be a butt every 18 inches if they ever get it. Just like, and I'm trying to be fair to Rock, as you can tell, putting that there as a stand-up. But it's like, and I would feel the same way about John Cena, I swear. Like, if you know this is the plan, and then you tell them they don't have the time, like, what do you mean you don't have the time? You knew. Like, you knew. Maybe something else came up. Yeah, because everybody really cares about the XFL. I don't know. It's just... Like, I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's the right decision if something else came up. Like, that's kind of messed up. Look, I, I, I get it, because like it was probably way more money for way less work. That's, that's my Or, or not, not way less work, because that would imply that, like, actors and movie people don't actually work, but they do work pretty hard. But, like, safer work? Safer work. I, I guess, in, 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 I, I guess it's probably it. When I see John Cena literally pretty much clear his schedule to be sure he can have one match in 2022 that really didn't mean squat except keeping that streak going, and you can't be observative and kind of... And again, Rock's a fine guy, but this is my issue. It's like when it obviously calls for you to be around, it feels... And I don't know his books or his schedule... Maybe he did his damnedest, but on the surface, unless he gets in depth with that, it looks like. Look at the time. Look oh at man, the it's Royal Rumble already. Uh, uh, and so that's just no. a bad, that's just a bad look to, to me for a guy 
that says he loves us and loves yeah. the business. But on the other side of the coin, what if he was under the impression that he only had to do WrestleMania? But what if creative did a little curve here and said, mm, but we want you to win the Royal Rumble. There's a lot, kind of a lot of time between now and the Royal Rumble. You can get ready for one match between now and WrestleMania. But if all of a sudden, on short notice, you've been doing different training because you've been in movies, I could see it. I'm just trying, and I don't know if that's the case, but I'm just trying to look at it on the other side of the coin and be like, maybe, because you don't want to look like shit. That, that's the worst thing, is going out there and not looking like you. Whether the fans care or not is irrelevant. It's yeah, how you sure. feel. Uh, but I feel like if that was the case, and again, we don't know, and we'll probably never know. But I feel like that the WWE could have, if he could have been very upfront about that, they're going to be like, look, we'll make you 30, and we'll wait till the till like the final four, and, and you just go work three months. They could have got around it. They could have. Like, And I'm not saying that would be great for the product. It wouldn't. But at the end of the day, in terms of the mainstream eyeballs it would bring, like, yes, you and I, I would certainly be complaining to high heaven and, and, and have much more to atone and repent for because of the things I'd spend the next several months saying on this show. But from a, a mainstream eyeball perspective, if the, I don't, if the Rock were two minutes and won the Rumble, the Rock came back and won the Rumble. And so that's where it's like, we, like if we can protect Hogan and Goldberg and, and Taker and, and like, don't be too, and we're not, now we're protecting Cena and some tag matches here. Yeah. Don't be too proud to be like, hey, I'm not quite ready for a full-fledged match yet. Can we do, what can we do to help me? They could have had him come in at three and sit at the commentary desk for like 45 and minutes. It, and it wouldn't matter because, is uh, now to people that like me that aren't fans, would I complain to high heaven? Yes. But overall, in the mainstream sense, it would not it would be matter. so because, funny. Because it's The Rock, yeah. And so... That's my thing, and yeah. maybe maybe that's part of it. I don't because he's he'd have to be the face, and I guess, maybe but he's always best as as heel Rocky Maivia. But the problem is, Roman's, the Roman's a heel. It's yeah. too they've made this too complicated, and, 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 and it's just and frankly, like opinions on Roman and Rock aside, I'm trying. If you can't tell, I'm trying to be very clear. But there's a silver lining to the Rock show. Just noticing that. What happened? It opens the door. It opens the door to my man, Sammy Zayn. Because if you can't tell the Rock Roman story, you might as well tell the Sammy story. Because this has been—it's gonna the, the crowd's gonna. Well, explode. that's where it gets even more interesting. You crowd's would, you gonna think, explode. But you would think a report came out late last night and was and is making the rounds again today. The WWE has made a big, huge money offer to Stone Cold Steve Austin to wrestle Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar at this year's WrestleMania. Please, if you're going to say yes, don't be with Brock Lesnar. Because you might think you can. It's fine. Yeah, the adrenaline pumping with that big adrenal gland. You won't, you, the only thing we won't see in a Brock Lesnar match with Stone Cold Steve Austin will be a German suplex. That's like the whole gimmick. He does belly-to-bellies, too. Uh, but, uh, like, he can do the normal belly-to-belly. He can do the overhead belly-to-belly. It's fine. But I, but I honestly it's think... It's Suplex City, not German Suplex City. Well, that's 
That's fair, but um, you're right. It is fair. Um, but I think that if that rumor is true, I think Stone Cold would be the next best option because yes, head of the table obviously is a generational thing, but also head of the table in terms of the WWE. You know, that's a that's a good story to tell. Uh, but we'll talk more but about you, that. But you could you could do the unthinkable here, right? And I'm advocating for this okay. right now because this has been so organic for Sami Zayn. Say what you will about how long this has gone on. Feelings about Roman aside, the bright spot has been Sami Zayn forever and always. Ever since he got involved, it breathed completely new life into this storyline when he got involved. He wins the Rumble. And he gets the title shot on Saturday. And Roman loses and wrestles Austin on Sunday. That gives Austin the proper billing and booking that he deserves because it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's had one match in the past 15 years. He deserves to be the last match. But so does the title match. But Austin can't take the title from Roman. He's not going to be full-time. So you got to make the title switch at the main event on Saturday. See, I still think that the if they're doing a part-timer legend with Roman, I still think it's for Roman to go over and then eventually Cody Rhodes is that guy. Because you got to remember, he fits into all this somewhere. Well, yeah, but I mean, you cannot... I think that might have been the plan, but you got to pivot sometimes. And I think the rise of Sami Zayn is worth pivoting, just like they did with Daniel Bryan. Well, sure, I, I think it's... But the only... And it's not from a... It's not from a standpoint of lack of talent. It's from a standpoint of build. And what I mean by that is when's the last time that Sami Zayn is taken really as seriously as he should be as a competitor? But that's the point. This feel, the same thing happened with Daniel Bryan. No one was taking him seriously. He was just but, out there. But he, but, he wasn't, but he wasn't a borderline comedy act. And I'm not trying to put down what's happened here, but there's a lot of comedy in, what's, in what Sami Zayn has done. But that's... Let me tell you what this feels like to me. What it feels like to me, like, we forget just how good our truth was with the John Cena feud, the little gimmick stuff. It was a blend of seriousness and the comedy that our truth was known for, but it was, but it's still tough to take because, like, you, you've been this for so long and so hard to, you know what I'm saying? But he doesn't to have buy. to be any different. It's, he's no, Kevin Owens is the same way. He brings comedy into everything sure. that he does. That that doesn't make it a comedy gimmick. You're just funny. But 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 is it but is it believable to beat the guy that's been unbeatable? That's my question. I think so because he's been in the inner circle. He knows things that other people don't. Does he know everything? No, because that would be stupid. Sure. But he knows things that other people don't. Especially after looking at last night. If Roman turns on Sammy, do the Ursos turn on Roman? They seem to be at least in storyline, unless it's all going to be some hurtful joke towards Sami Zayn. They seem to both of them now genuinely like Sami Zayn. That could cause some friction. Well, I think that's a great uh, pivot to our next topic on Raw. The Ursos defeated the Judgment Day to to retain the, the Raw tag titles, but there's a caveat here. Um, what do you make of what we saw last night with the X? Is that was that an angle? Was he really hurt? 
I believe he was really hurt. Uh, if you s- the ex is always really be- hurt because the because the ex to me is a sacred line can't, we can't you, cross. No. Out. No, 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 no. And so, unfortunately, I think there's a great chance that he just lost one of the Usos for a a. a Let's hope it's only a number of weeks, but frankly, if you blew out your knee, it could be a number of months. It could be. Depending on the we're ho- – at best, we're hoping for a ligament strain here, a severe ligament strain. But so often when you land like that – because, I, I, like, our friend David in the chat was saying he believes it's an angle. And I'm like, they, they threw up the X. That's, that's a no-no to cross. Like, uh, like let's, not, let's not go to that line. So I'm, I'm – until I'm proven otherwise, which is – um, and why would they bring the X in storyline now? Yeah. Like, because they've had so many instances where someone's gotten hurt, they just keep going. This is they they made the right call. If he if he got hurt, get him out of there. The match can keep going. Fine, whatever. Like, no, I thought it was a but, great, I thought it was a great call on the fly. If it's not an if it's an angle, that's kind of gross. Yeah, if it's Buster. An, if it's a, if it's an angle, that's in a Vince McMahon type bad take. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's certain, you know, Buster, how are you, brother? But, uh, it's like, there's such bad taste to that. Um, but honestly, if, and if that isn't an angle, and that's my hope, and it's not that I hope that anyone's getting anyone hurt, it's that let's not cross that sacred line. If, if that is an angle, then that sucks. But if it's not, also, I thought that you made the wrong call, and I think you've got to pivot. Because now, what are you gonna do? Yeah, because well, maybe you just maybe you wait and see how bad it is. Because I mean, if it's only a couple of weeks, you really don't have to do anything with the titles. If it's something serious like a torn ligament or something in that nature, that now you gotta pivot, and you can still do the same thing. Sammy can still sub in, but oh my God, heaven forbid he loses. That's Roman's chance to turn on him. Yeah, so it, you know. It's an impossible situation, but but I wanted your thoughts. So you don't think it's an angle? No, uh, I didn't either. But uh, if you saw the chat, David thought it was, no. and then and then and then David put the good sell on Napper, and Napper was suddenly. I don't think not with the X, yeah. man. Yeah, that when I saw that X, I went, "Oh no!" It's yeah. always that's always been the definitive. This is serious. Get someone out here now, and we yeah. cannot change that. Even for one night, we yeah. cannot change that. Well, it's an it's an insult uh, to. Um, it's an insult to the seriousness, number one, of injuries. Number two, it's an insult to your audience. Like, mm-hmm. like for all of us that are, are aware of if this, because most people, except for the children and some of the, the, the moms and dads and, and, and granddads, that bring the kids, like, all the smart fans, we all know that's the one sign we're looking for that we don't want to see because we want everyone to be healthy. And so if you have done an angle with that, in my view, that is a, like, that's just where there's still some of that low-brow Triple H in there, unfortunately. Uh, well, you know, the same, the same guy that did the, you know, the curtain call and thought that was great at the time of, of you know, where the where kayfabe was still very much alive and, and, and it, wasn't a, it wasn't a great look uh, in that time frame. And he paid for it, and, but I, I really, really, and it's not to say that I hope that, that Jimmy is genuinely hurt. It's that I hope that line wasn't crossed. Mm, me too. All right. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, how they handle all that. We will keep you updated. Uh, of course, we have to chat about the fact that The Undertaker. 
Undertaker. Made a very rare appearance on Monday Night Raw, and it wasn't uh, the Phenom. No. It was uh, the American Badass. Yeah. Uh, rolling out in the motorcycle that he obviously doesn't The man own. who made Jeff Hardy famous. Yeah. You remember when that was yeah. his catchphrase, I'll yeah. make you famous? That was the best. That was the... the Catchphrase for the first Triple H match at WrestleMania 17. I'll make you famous. So the American Badass Undertaker uh, makes his return, which was uh, damn cool to see. Um, they, the one, you know, I, I, I'll nitpick it here in a minute. Let me tell the whole story. All right, I'll nitpick it in a minute. Undertaker makes his return because LA Knight comes out, and cuts another banger of a promo because that's that's what he does. He's all out of bed. And, you know, it was the old, you know, if any of those legends back there think they can do it with me. And, I, you know, and I started to go, yep, I believe this is because it very it felt very similar to kind of that Elias interruption a few years ago. Um, and so I was like, yep. I, so I started to get those old, hey, he's coming. Because <laughs> every time I hear that gong, I still get the goosebumps. It's, well, it's, yeah. It's, Nothing it's, beats it live, yeah, though. It's, it's the yeah, best. It's, so every time I hear it, it's and so, but here, here comes the American Badass Undertaker after they do the gong for a little while because we got to hear it, um, and well, plus it makes the I think it makes the American Badass persona mean more because it's oh it's okay this my, is the Undertaker. My biggest issue with the American Badass persona, why I've always kind of you've heard me talk at great length about my love of the what is now we call the Phenom Undertaker, is that. I'm not. I have no issues with the American Badass character. It's that we acted like he just lost those powers and that didn't exist. Like, if that is, if what we saw last night was the was what we saw 20 years ago, I wouldn't have a lot of issues because there was that kind of weird blend in certain moments of like, yeah, he's he's from Houston, but that guy's still in there. He's in there somewhere. Yeah, that guy's still in there, and don't mess with him. And so like, that was my my bit. Like, can we not? I just watched you for a decade shoot lightning. Are we going to act like that isn't a thing now? I didn't like him as a face. I only liked heel American yeah. badass. He, he didn't seem to have as much fun. So you liked Big Evil. Yes, yes. yes. I mean, come on. He tortured Ric Flair's family and sure. friends to get a match with him. He destroyed Jeff Hardy. Yeah. I mean, God bless. So, Some of his best stuff. If it wasn't for Brock Lesnar, he probably never would have turned. And even that, that was very well done. Yeah. It was after the Brock right. Lesnar where it, was, it just, I just don't think it fit as well as heel. So he came out and, and he confronted L.A. Knight and then um, L.A. Knight backs down and then all of a sudden Bray Wyatt's music hits and Bray Wyatt uh, kind of scares him into the ring and it was a, it was you can pick this freak or the other one, uh, which was which was cool. And uh, Undertaker goes to chokeslam, but then just passes him to Bray Wyatt for the sister Abigail. And then the Undertaker whispered something uh, like the Yin Yang Twins. Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear. Uh, you know that little tune right there. Uh, it's a big leaguer. Um, and so he whispered something in his ear. What do you think of the segment? Uh, and then what do you think of the whispering? Because that seems to be what WWE is playing on from a character standpoint. Um, you know, I don't expect the Undertaker to wrestle under a Triple H regime. I said a Triple H regime. <laughs> and, um, however, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, because there's a bad man on the loose. Uh, what'd you make of the segment? And then what'd you make of what, like I said, the, the, the story WWE seems to be playing into it. We see this week, maybe it goes away. 
Play it in on the fact on social media. What the Undertaker whispering in your ear? What'd you make up? So I thought this segment was great. I mean, LA Knight knocked it out of the park again. I don't think there was anybody better as far as legends to fill that void as the legend in that segment than the Undertaker. It it fits with Bray Wyatt. It it fits with the Undertaker because if you talk too much, the Undertaker will shut you up. That never changed, no matter what character he was playing. So overall, I thought the segment was fantastic. I think they're wrestling at WrestleMania, man. Who do you think? He he retired the dead man. That's his loophole. He retired the dead man. Who do you think? The American badass is alive and well. We saw it last night. But but here's the thing. Do you think the Triple H, knowing this is the state the Undertaker's in, would would I know Vince would? I don't believe Triple H. You said it yourself. I think show. Triple H asked once, "Do you want to do something at WrestleMania?" I think he and that I think knowing like from what you hear of Triple H, that's how he asked, "Do you want a segment on WrestleMania?" I don't think Triple H asked him to have a match, but I think he said, "Yeah, let's do something with Bray." I got to do something with Bray. See, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens. I don't think the Undertaker is going to be a part of WrestleMania under the current regime. I say the current regime because I don't know how this is going to turn out. With he doesn't have any problems with Triple H. They're friends. It's not about a problem. It's it's. I don't think Triple H is willing to put him in uncomfortable positions where I know Vince is. That's uh, fair. But like I said, if if he came to him, because it's not going to be a match. We, it may be the very rare. I don't know. We'll have to talk more about what to expect if that happens after we see what this pitch black stuff is all about because I think they're trying to blend some of that like pandemic stuff to now stuff yeah, with Bray I'll be, Wyatt I'll be thrilled with because that. they did hire a bunch of people. I'll be thrilled with that as you can Yeah. Right. But yeah, like, I, I just, here's my thing. Um, here's what I think could happen. Do I don't expect anything to come of it. Like, I'm not letting myself go there. because I, If it was Vince, I would. I think it'd be cool, man. Uh, if it was Vince, I would. I, but I think Triple H um, cares more about The Undertaker's well-being. Like, it's weird because, like, I can't really say that about Vince. Like, Vince cares desperately about Taker's well-being. But, like, he's... He doesn't look as tri- Triple H doesn't look as Undertaker as that's the Undertaker. He looks at him as one of the boys and sees how beat down he is. That's true. And so I'm not letting myself go there, uh, or I'm trying not to. <laughs> like you can imagine how hard this was. Um, Considering I went there, yeah, 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 it's killing you inside. Yeah, it is. Um, here's what I think. Like, here's what maybe they do a Stone Cold type thing where the Undertaker doesn't have a scheduled match, and they go out there and work for ten minutes. Yeah. And have a match that, that, you know, Taker either wins or loses, hopefully loses, because, like, he's already beat him once at WrestleMania, let alone win the world again. Fair. Um, I never stopped Vince and The Undertaker at WrestleMania before. That's, again, that's what that's why I'm saying under this, like, it's, that's the thing right now about what's going on with Vince, is it's so tough to, because it feels like, because now, with, and we're going to get into the more of the power of play here in the third hour. But there's nothing stopping Vince from going already. Move your ass out of my chair because he's, um, you know, he's 
done this, what is nothing short of a hostile takeover. Yeah. Uh, like, opinions aside, he literally has boot, like, he's booted like five members off the board. He's bought board members with him. Stephanie's out. There is nothing besides uproar in terms of PR stopping him from going, I run this show again, huh? And guess what? And so that's why it's like, I'm. I don't know where we're going to go because is Vince McMahon really going to sit back and not book at WrestleMania yeah. when he has when he's this close again to full fledged power? Well, how serious know. is he about the sale? What's more important? I well, I don't think you can do both. I, I know Vince would try. I was going to say I, I just don't think you can do both. Something's going to suffer, and you really can't. I think he's afford to suffering suffer. And like either one of those really like you don't want to make you you don't want to take less money for something that you created well, you don't want to have a bad show that's everybody that's all anybody talks about but I, but, I, but again and we'll get more into it and I know we're on the beaten path here but like that's what's so hard to figure out is what the hell is his end game because if it was truly just a sell if that was his true end game and it might be you didn't need hostile. Like they said in the letter, they'd work with you. We just don't want to reinstate you, but you can have plenty of influence on the sale decision. And guess what? He said that wasn't good enough. Vince titles mean everything. And so he literally essentially held the company at what might as well have been gunpoint. <laughs> you know, he looked like Walter White in the last episode of Breaking Bad. Cheer up, beautiful people. This is where you get to make it right. You know, he talks about mm-hmm. the, the two people out there with the guns that were supposedly out there. They weren't really, but, you know, he had them threatened, essentially. And so that's what's so tough about this thing is, like, I don't – it's tough to know because Vince has already gone further than I think any of us thought he would. Like, even me, I said on the last time we did this show, or the it was one of the final episodes before our holiday break, is, yes, he could do all these things, and he's crazy enough to do all these things, but I did not think he would be willing to hurt the company. And while he has not yet hurt the company in a stock and share standpoint because of the of the rumored very soon sell, he's gone full-blown catastrophe mode in terms of, look, you're going to get the hell out of my way or I'm going to move you out of my way. And people said, well, he's going to have a bunch of lawsuits and all this and it's not going to end well for him. Those lawsuits, even if it doesn't end well, are going to take years to litigate. Yep. Because he has a fantastic attorney in Jerry McDavid, he has enough. He has more money than most people that are suing him. Therefore, he can he can spend, 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 delay, delay, delay. And if you want to finally take me to court in a year or two, okay. Right. And then what are you going to do when the bylaws say what the bylaws say? Even if it's not right, it's probably not illegal. The people like, uh, and I wish Travis was 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 here and, and ready. Well, I don't because I think we get too hot. Like the two people that yell at each other the most. Like, like, <laughs> like, I don't understand how people are like. Well, this ain't gonna end well for him. When? Like in in a year, two years, three years? What are we doing till then? Because think about the money and power he has, and the attorney he has, and the way our wheels of justice in any case, let alone a high profile Vince McMahon case, turn incredibly slowly. And until those lawsuits are proven, and that's going to be damn hard to do, even if it, even if it looks cut and dry, because again, money, and I'm a good lawyer, and oh, there was this, because and hell, he's making provisions in the board that only he can approve certain things. Like, I mean, 
It's nuts. And so here's why I'm like under a Triple H regime because I don't know. We might hear tomorrow the Triple H regime is over. That's fair. Like, fair. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think as we get closer to Mania, it gets more likely because I think Vince's ego is going to go, WrestleMania is my greatest creation. Better than the whole company. Well, no, he didn't create the company, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but like, I just have a heart. So that's where I'm like, if, I, you know, is it possible that, that Triple H and Vince have had a conversation about, look, you're going to hand this to me or I'm going to take it from you. You pick. Because his own kid resigned. True. Like, and, and it might have been in it might have been in a you know in a protest that he respected but didn't give a shit. Or it could have been like, hey, I was doing this anyway before you got yourself in trouble, so now I'm gonna leave since no, you came back. It's very possible because she only came back because Vince was forced out. And so, like, but and so it's very possible that Stephanie and Triple H or Stephanie and Vince's relationship, pardon me, is okay personally. It's very possible it is. It's very possible it's not. We have no idea. There's a lot of speculation, and so it, it's that's where it's so t- it's and what what it hurts right now the most is it's so hard to be invested in WWE continuing because the most interesting story without a doubt is what is Vince going to or not going to do. It is so hard right now to be invested in WWE television because it might get turned on a dime next week. That it is so hard to watch WTV in my view right now, because not because of the quality, but because we know there's a hostile takeover being being ran by Vince McMahon, who could at any point decide you don't get to play with my toys anymore. That's and so true. it's been very hard for me since all this is broken on my birthday of all days. Remember, it would be yeah. it would be your birthday. Uh, like so, it's been very like I've watched, but it's been very hard for me to be invested. Because at any point, Vincent Man could decide, I'm back, and what are you going to do about it? And plus, people are so loyal to Vince on the like Nick Khan. You can already tell he did that interview with the Ringer, and he was kissing Vince's ass. Nick Khan did that interview with the Ringer, Bill Simmons, and he was kissing Vince's ass. People are so loyal to Vince, and and, and rightfully so to some extent. Like he gave you the gig. That like, even if even if it's not legal or necessarily right, do you want to fight the perils and the trials and the and the tribulations, when, when he's got all the power, he's got all the money, and he's got all the stock, and he's got all the voting power. He might have more voting power even now that Stephanie's out. No, I'm it, sure he it, does. Like, he now doesn't have to. It's now in the bylaws. He doesn't need board approval for a damn thing. That's crazy. You don't even have to ask. It, he made it in the bylaws. That's Vince. And nobody. That's how we do it. And so it's just like, man, that's why it's so hard right now to watch WWE television, not because it's bad. So back to The Undertaker, which I know that was quite the hell of a rant. But, like, I'm not letting myself go there under a Triple H regime. All right. If it was Vince, I'd be like, yeah, we're doing one more, baby. Let's go. I don't think it matters if Undertaker wants to do it. I don't think it matters who's in charge. Um, the one thing I will say is I thought, but now let me nitpick. This segment proved one thing to me. Like, yeah, it was cool to see the American Badass, but it also proved why, at this stage, he needs to be the Edman. Because he's so out of practice being the American Badass. Oh, it's fine. 
He took forever getting around the road with the motorcycle because he hadn't done it in years. It's, it didn't, good. it's like riding a bike. It's fine. No, he literally was riding a bike. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it just well, you never look smooth the first time getting back on the bike it, after it, a long time. It, but I bet number two looks better. And it, and it lacked a certain, it lacked a certain mystique. Uh, he was nervous. He but, hadn't driven a bike in that scenario in a long time. But it lacked a certain mystique. There was even a point where, because he's wearing a regular-ass T-shirt, you could see a bit of his gut hanging out. I mean, he's old. Like, But I'm saying the dead man gimmick would hide all of this. Fine. Would hide all of this, which is what everyone wants to do as an aging individual in wrestling. Not the Undertaker. He wants to be a badass biker gang guy. It's fine. They don't care what they look like. And, and he's, it, he's living the gimmick, damn it. And, well, sure, but and also let's be honest, for better or and uh, look, Undertaker can you know me, he can look like whatever, be whatever. I'm just happy he's here, right? You know that. Fair. But when you talk about thirty years of Monday Night Raw, when you think of the Undertaker, it takes a while to get to the American Badass slash Big Evil version because it's only like three years out of the thirty. But he likes it. Like it's him. I. I like McDonald's and Wendy's. It doesn't mean I need them the same night. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, I went on road trip or not a road trip? Well, non road trip. Oh, okay. on a road all trip, right. I was going to say road trip. I mean, but, you just got to eat what you can. And I'm not saying don't beat the American Badass ever, but I'm saying on a night that is specifically celebrating the 30 years of Monday Night Raw. The Dead Man Kids. But he made Jeff Hardy as and, the American and, Badass. And, and again, there was enough of the Dead Man. And he made Brock Lesnar. Look, the that, American badass. That, that's all. Brock Lesnar would have been fine one way or the other. Well, that's true, you know. but I'm just but, saying. But it happened. I was there, um, not like there, but I watched it. Sure. <laughs> and 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 again, there was enough of the dead man in there that wasn't a complete, you know, a complete forget about. Like he still did the light. Would have made it better if he wore the cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the hat a lot. I always have. It's. It's a very big deal to me to take off the damn hat and roll the eyes. That is a big deal. It's, it's a very, big league shit, it's man. A, it's a very big deal to me. And so, but again, if you want, look, if this means we get another match two out of Taker and it's because it's the American Badass game, I'm fine with that because I'm selfish. That's what it's about. And you headbutt microphones now. I do. Uh, well, I didn't really headbutt it. My glasses caught it there. It there. sounded more badass if but, it's a headbutt. But yeah, yeah, just, uh, I'm like Goldberg, headbutting door. <laughs> Uh, so we'll see. Uh, you think the Undertaker and Bray Wyatt get physical at WrestleMania? I think so. I don't think it's a full-fledged match or nothing, but maybe a segment or something. Oh, damn it. One more, and I'll tell you why. Don't end your career in front of nobody in a makeshift graveyard. That's fair. That's all I'm like. I was thoroughly entertained by that match, but I get your point. It doesn't fit that historic career. But anywho, 